You're listening to Reincarnated Soul from Castlevania Bloodlines, released March 17, 1994, composed by Michiru Yamani. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, he's a regular stage one guy himself. It's Frank. Hey, nobody said it was easy. Nobody said it would be this hard. Well, take me back to the start. (laughs) Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and review on there as it really does help out in terms of visibility so that we continue to grow and as we continue to grow we're on patreon make sure you head on over patreon.com forward slash rpg era did pick up a new patron over the last week thank you to joe the chode he'll probably never hear this i don't think he catches up on uh he's not a he's not a current bg mania listener he, he's still somewhere in the backlogs he's probably somewhere in episode 70 or 80 who knows <laughs> Come on, Joe, get with it. But yeah, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You can see what we're doing over there. A lot of fun. We do have the first ever BG Mania bonus episode up for the month of October. Frank and I did Rainbow Billy, the Curse of the Leviathan. I know we talked about it last week on the show. We're not going to beat it to death, but it's still up, still on there. And hey, guess what? The Sunday Smoke Sesh has been an absolute disaster. So if you want to tune in for that, go for it. It's been my life downward spiral. That's what you're seeing. That's what it's been the past two weeks. Oh, that's that's, that's, a, that's a good sell. Hey, kids, you like train wrecks? You like train wrecks? Come watch me. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. And you can see what was originally going to be a 30 minutes smoke sesh every Sunday. 
the first week it was like an hour and 20 minutes. This past week it was like two hours and 40 minutes. And it was an absolute mess. I'm not going to spoil it because it's kind of embarrassing for me. Like, it really is a, a bad side of me that I think that I showed off this week. But, um, hey, it's up for patrons because that's the content that we provide. And uh, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. I'm looking forward to hopefully a proper smoke sesh this week. I don't know what I don't know what's going to I never know what's going to happen, dude. I always sit down with like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then it just, it derails so fast. I don't know how. I don't know how it derails so fast. It just does. It's pretty it's part, crazy. It's, it's, part, it's part of the magic. Part of the magic. Part of the magic of RPG era. But you know what else is part of the magic? This show. Because the topic was actually picked by our patrons. We put up a poll last week. That's something you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member. You can have a say in what we're going to do on BG Mania going forward. We put up a poll last week. We're going to start doing this at least once a month, asking for suggestions for episodes, giving out ideas, letting you pick the one you want to hear. We put up two choices for this one just to see how things would go, either stage one level one music or movie-based games. And stage one level one easily won. So that's what we're doing today, and I'm pretty excited about this. You guys missed out on your epic Spider-Man track. I hope you know that. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll likely pull. And they say that a hero saves Oh, Chad Kroger. Okay. Chad Kroger and Josie Scott, right? There you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll likely we'll likely pull that topic back out of the well at some point in the future. But this is going to be fun because we've played a lot of stage one, level Boy, one, area one whatever you want to call it, opening area, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a set in stone level, right? As long as it's the opening area of the game. Now, most of these are set in stone levels. I think all of them are more or less, but that's kind of the idea we were going for with stage one, level one. And I know a lot of other uh, VGM podcasts have kind of covered this. To I think I'm fairly certain I've heard this on other shows, but it's always something that I kind of wanted to explore here on BG Mania because we pull some crazy things. And I'm really excited about the playlist we put together. I actually think, man, I think I've actually played all of my picks for the first time in a while, which is crazy. Yeah, I promised Brian I was going to go all over the place with mine, as Frank is wont to do. So, uh, yeah, you're, but you're going to enjoy them. You're going to enjoy them because I dug to the deepest depths of the interwebs. I saw and things funny, no man should see. I only know two of your tracks, so. Isn't that great? Yeah, I, love it. I only know I, I only know two of them. However, the opening track we played in with from Castlevania Bloodlines Reincarnated Soul was my first choice of the episode. And I wanted to get a Castlevania pick on this episode because we didn't play any Castlevania last month for, for the spooky season of Halloween. I know we specifically avoided it on the vampire episode. And I felt like we just needed to pay tribute to Castlevania here. And Bloodlines is still one of my favorite Castlevania games. I actually just replayed it recently. I, it was part of the collection not too long ago. I don't remember which collection. That was a couple, was on a couple PS4. years ago. Yeah, I played it on that, that collection on PlayStation 4. Uh, Machiro Yamani obviously knocking this whole soundtrack out of the park. It's so freaking great. Um, I love it. It's a great game. Great track. Good opening track for Castlevania 2. It has those, you know, traditional Castlevania tones and sounds that we all come to... Uh, 
come to love over the years. And this is an early one too. This was the first on Genesis. Remember, it's just, I'm sorry, not even on Genesis. This is the first Castlevania on a Sega platform, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I remember we talked about on that vampire episode, how they had that knockoff vampire game before they had actual Castlevania on, on the Genesis. So this is where it all started. Tying it all together still. That's what we do. Machiro Yamani's so great though, man. I'm so glad she's still out there. I'm so glad she's doing things still. Uh, most recently, she was involved with the amazing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which you did play and finish, right? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, that game was great. I wish, I, I honestly, th that was one of my biggest regrets that I didn't kickstart that game because I would have loved to like put either me or Brian in the game as an enemy. Well, did you, you do? There were so many stupid enemies because of that. Like exactly. That, that cat head, like there could have been so many things. You could have literally been Frank head in there somewhere. That would have been amazing. Um, I don't know what Machiro Yamani is working on right now. Uh, her last game was Arcalast from 2019, right after Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So hopefully she'll pop up here in, a, in another game soon. I always enjoy listening to her newer stuff as, as the older stuff. Like, she's still so great. It's so good. Some of the stuff she did in Bloodstained was amazing, dude. It was so that cool. Whole, that whole soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, so cool. Machiro Yamani's still killing it out there. But, uh... Yeah, let's jump to our first block of tracks on the episode today. Frank, these are your first three submissions. I'm familiar with our first track. This is one of the one of the seven you've submitted that I'm familiar with. Just this one here, the first one here. <laughs> <laughs> and then not again till the end. So let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Stage 1-1 from Rocket Knight Adventures, released September 3rd, 1993, composed by Masanori Oichi, Akihata, Michiro Yamani, Masanori Adachi, and Hiroshi Kobayashi.
listening to Act 1, Part 1 from Totally Rad, released March 29, 1991, composed by Kazuo Sawa and Toshiko Tasaki. Listening to Kinetic Harvest from Shatter, released July 23rd, 2009, composed by Module.
right and coming back in with Rocket Knight Adventure Stage 1-1. What a classic, man. And uh, Machiro Yamani, you know, showing up again. How about that? Back to back? We don't know if she actually did this track. There's no breakdown that either of us were able to find from a game that came out in 1993. Uh, it is on VGMDB, however. That is kind of impressive, but no breakdown. Um, I love this game, dude. I probably rented this at least three or four times for yeah. the Genesis. I never owned it. I never owned it, but I rented this game often. I want to say I owned it later in life, like when I was collecting just cartridges, but I don't think I ever popped it back in. I, I definitely rented it as a kid. That's why I was attracted to buy it in the first place. And you and know I, what's I, funny? He was one of like the, he actually was one of the major mascots for uh, Sega for a while. Well, it was a Konami character too, which is interesting. Like it's like saying like Bubsy's a major mascot. Or... Well, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, it's Konami owned, but it was only on the Genesis, which is kind of cool. Um, according to Wikipedia, and I didn't remember this, this game got high scores everywhere, dude. Like, in the nines, across the board, almost. Nine out of ten, 91%, 94%, 92%, 97%, and these are magazines from back in the day. Like, that's pretty cool. I don't remember this game being so well-received, but, I mean, I was also super young. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, as kids, we've rented this multiple times, so it had to be a good game. We wouldn't rent something more than once if it was a Where else do you get to play as a possum dressed as a knight, dude? Where else do you get to play as that? Now you have me thinking. Maybe is there another own... game where there you play as a pot? First of all, is there another game where you play as a possum? Mm, that I think of. Yeah, then there's no other game where you play as a possum knight either. Oh, if you don't play Maybe as a possum, a, you can't play See, because in a way, the survival story, you play as a sugar glider. <laughs> yeah, that game sucks. Did you not it. like it? I haven't played it. I don't like it. It's it's very... Uh, Did you back it? Was that, a Kickstarter? was that a Kickstarter game? I, I backed it. Yeah, okay, that was. That was it's, a Kickstarter back for us. Just, then. That's cool. It's just not fun. Um, that's that's the worst thing you can say about a game. I mean, the hell with, like, you know, graphics, unbeatability. Fun. There's no fun. You know, what I, you, you know what I like about the stage one track here from Rocket Knight Adventures, though, is that it's so happy. Like, it's so joyous. And it's catchy and that's what we always say about stage one music or level one music every time we play it here on the show is that it really has to do a good job having a strong hook or having a strong melody or just being a strong track in general because it's the one you're gonna hear the most every single time you got you gotta get them you know while you can you gotta nail a home run with the, with the stage one track. The rest of them can be hit or miss, but the stage Spe one. Spe speaking has of home runs, I would like to give a, a nice congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series. First time since what ninety something ninety eight ninety nine. I guess we it, were, it's. I was it, in high school it, when they when they did. WCW was a thing back then. WCW was back around then. Ted Turner was on top of the world. <laughs> Not right. Does he own the Atlanta Braves? I don't know that he does. I think he does. Does he really? He could. We'll have to fact check that. How about that uh, that middle track you brought? Oh, that middle track was that middle track was totally rad, wasn't it? That middle track was from Totally Rad, uh, Act One, Part One. I really enjoyed this, and I remember because I didn't remember the game just off the name of it, right? Like Totally Rad. Yeah, that's not going to tell me anything. But I looked into some some videos and screenshots, and I remember playing this game. I must have rented this, or a friend have, must... I don't remember how, because I know I never owned it. But I remember playing this game, dude. And this was another uh, classic. It's actually a quasi-rare game. I don't know that I would call this a classic. It's a classic. It's Magic John, baby. No, it's, it's, magic, it's, it's magic John in Japan. 
but it might be taking a big old magic john i don't know does it was this game fun i don't remember if it, it was, was fun it, it was it was kind of fun it was very it leaned very heavily on surfer tropes like dude and radical so, oh the name totally rad um, totally rad yeah uh, he refers to his his kidnapped girlfriend as babe and you know there's a lot of surfer stuff that was that was the thing back then though yeah we were all we were, we were all watching ninja turtles and talking like michelangelo <laughs> some of us still do go ninja go ninja go um, tubular dude <laughs> <laughs> i like the track though man i don't remember it but like i like the track I just remember the gameplay. Maybe I never even played. Maybe I no. See, I don't remember watching somebody playing it. I distinctly remember playing the stupid game. That's so weird. I just it, it's bugging me because I don't remember when and I don't remember who it was with or how. <laughs> I guess that's what sucks about getting older is you start forgetting little bits and pieces of your past like that. That's unfortunate. Don't get so as old sad. as me. I can't remember yesterday. So sad. I'm digging though that last track you brought for this block uh, from Shatter called Kinetic Harvest. Apparently this is a breakout clone, right? And when you think about it, the, the Kinetic Harvest makes perfect sense for a breakout clone. It's Well, it's also called Shatter, which that's what you're doing in Breakout is you're shattering bricks or blocks or whatever. Um, this is cool, man. Composed by Module. I really, really like the vibes. This is a long track too, but what I like is that it goes through different motions. It's not just one like giant loop over and over and over again there's a lot to this track yeah it's a uh, very electronic is, is, is what i was looking for i wanted to kind of cover lots of i want to cover lots of genres here and i cover lots of genres with the frank picks i promise you that oh yeah module is i'm trying to see has he ever has he worked on any other video games it doesn't look like he has it says he has a few other albums out but i think this might be the only game he worked on and this, okay, this did come out on PlayStation Network. I was going to say, is this PC exclusive? But no, it does look like it released on PSN first, actually, in 2009, and then released on PC in 2010. How about that? That's kind of neat. A PlayStation Network exclusive there for a bit. I've never played this. I I, I mean, I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> Me either. I was looking up cool electronic 1-1 uh, one, one, uh, levels, and I, and I kind of stumbled upon this one. But I definitely cemented this one in my picks. I jumped around on quite a few, as Brian knows. Uh, but this is one 84 of the on Metacritic for PC, 86 on PS3 how the, Metacritic. How the, how the hell is this getting 84 and 83 as a breakout clone? I don't know, dude. That's not bad. Whereas you have a, you have a game like Shenmue, which gets like a, like a 30. It sucks. Ah, Shenmue's amazing. Shenmue's so good. I figured you just move on from that. I figured I'd just take the dig and you'd move on, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I love this track. It's so good. I just wish I would have known about this game because I probably would have enjoyed it. I mean, I still would if I went back and played it now. I just have no desire to go play a 12-year-old breakout clone at this point. If there's one thing I know about Brian is that he loves that shatter. Ooh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. All right, man. Let's jump to my first block here. I got some good stuff. I actually have a, a throwback track, and then we have some newer stuff, kind of, which is kind of cool. So let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Streets of Neo City from Contra 3 The Alien Wars, released March 26, 1992, composed by Miki Higashino, Masanori Adachi, and Tapi Iwase.
You're listening to Artaria 1 from Metroid Dread, released October 8th, 2021, composed by Kenji Yamamoto, Soshio Bay, and Sioka Doi. You're listening to Florio National Park from New Pokemon Snap, released April 30th, 2021, composed by Hiroki Hashimoto.
coming back in, we have the Streets of Neo City, baby. Contra 3, The Alien Wars. This is actually one of the ones that I thought of first for uh, for Stage 1 themes. Because I first of all, I knew we hadn't played it, which is impressive because I love this track. But, dude, how iconic is this? I, I said it to you the second I kicked in. I was like, oh, it took me right back. Like, instantly. Played a lot of Konami today, actually. Kind of impressive. Konami had the bangers. together. They, they really did back in the day, man. And hey, they might again someday because they're starting to shuffle around their IPs and make games again. Maybe they'll do something here. Uh, we had Migi Higashino, Masanori Adachi, and Tapiowase on the soundtrack. I really, really miss the classic Contra games. I know there's been some, like more modern takes but they just never felt like up through four probably right i think those were the best of the series yeah i mean those those are games that me and my sisters played like growing up together like thank god for the the contra code for the first one because i would have pulled my freaking remember 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 rogue core came out like two years ago and like completely bombed dude it was like a 4 out of 10 on IGN I think it was sitting somewhere in the 40s or 50s on Metacritic um, it was supposed to be a like a sequel it was set a couple years after Contra 3 and Contra 4 and it just really really crapped the bed and it was so disappointing because I wanted a good Contra experience again and it just wasn't it uh, they did give us that anniversary collection in 2019 as well, but... Yeah, but that genre's pretty much dead. What was the last good Contra game? Hardcore wasn't good. Was it Rebirth? Nope. That one, it was okay. Yeah, it was Contra 4, dude. Yeah, 4. <laughs> Contra, 4 Contra 4 was the last one, but Contra 4 released, if you remember, in like 2007 on the DS. After... Oh, I Oh, I did too. But we had Contra, and then Super Contra, and then Contra 3, the Alien World Operation C is in there as well for the Game Boy. But then we had Contra Force, which was on the NES. Yeah, the NES, I had that. Yeah, that one was um, that one was good. But again, that was back in the day when they were pretty all solid. Uh, Contra Hardcore on the Genesis was okay. Never played that one. That one was okay. But yeah, Contra 4, the last good Contra. 2007. Uh, it's time, man. I kind of hope... As Konami has been, you don't feel that you don't feel that genre is dead, though. I mean, it's just you know what? anything can happen because beat 'em ups are being made still to this day, and beat 'em ups are coming died. back. And and I mean, Contra, when you think about it, that that run and gun style shooting game, more or less, are just twin stick shooters now. Yeah, like sure, sure. I, I I still feel like there's there's a place for something like this, and you know maybe nothing new could I mean Turrican's still out there right doing some things here and there but man hopefully Konami will bring back Contra I don't I don't know that they will after 2019's Rogue Gore bombed so hard but you know they are they are working with Metal Gear again there's rumors of Silent Hill multiple projects uh supposedly they're making moves and remembering that they make video games so hopefully Contra <laughs> will be brought back up in that as well Castlevania I think is actually but you know what, um, you know what? I, I take it back Metal Slug is still working on stuff so yeah Metal Slug isn't there a new uh something new for Metal Slug coming soon I'm pretty sure there is Metal Slug I, I'm almost positive there's a new one coming yeah Metal Slug Tactics is coming soon Yes, yes, we just saw that trailer recently. Yeah, it's coming next year. Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah. 
Now, granted, that's a tactic-style game. That's not necessarily... Still, as long as the IP is staying alive, which means a new Metal Slug game will come out soon. still out there. Uh, my middle track, we actually have something from a recent game just came out, man, little, right around a month ago, Metroid Dread. How far are you in that game? Embarrassingly, 15 minutes in. Okay, so you're still hearing this music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> or atmospheric sounds. Oh, dude, I love this. Metroid Dread is such a great game. Kyle's already finished it. We talked pretty in-depth on it last week, maybe two weeks ago, for our Max Level podcast. I am such a big fan of Metroid Dread, man. I think it's a great take on the, you know, that side-scrolling Metroid action. Um, I still prefer Prime. I know you're the opposite, but Metroid Dread is freaking good, dude. The, contr- really the controls are still taking me a little while to get used to. Really? Yeah. But, but it's, not, it's not in a bad way, just because I've been out of practice for so long. Sure. Yeah, I guess that makes I'm, sense. I'm, I'm, also, I'm also playing, like, six other games right now, so... Um, I really got to just sit down and concentrate and play this one. We got some Kenji Yamamoto goodness on the soundtrack. Soshi Abe and Soyoka Doi. Classic, classic Nintendo names there, especially Kenji Yamamoto. Oh, man. I, I, I'm not far enough in Metroid Dread yet. Uh, I have still not put any extra time into it since Kyle and I talked about it for the Max Level podcast. So I'm right where I was when we last talked about it, which is in the second-ish area. I've defeated the first Emmy. I've ran into the green one, and I just got the wide beam. That's the area that I'm in. So I'm in, like, the second-ish area after the first boss. I'm not far enough in this game. And this game is, like, 12 hours or 15 hours I'm or something. Like it's, get, a, it's a decently I'm, long game. I'm getting, I'm getting Metroid 2 vibes off of it, which is my favorite Metroid. Which I've said a thousand times, my favorite Metroid game. So yeah, I know I do, that's when, your jam. When, when I do lock into this, I'm going to lose myself to it. I just, as I said, I've been stretched so thin on other games. Uh, Guardians, I think I'm, I only have like 15 minutes into as well. Guardians of the Galaxy, you bought it? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, nice. I'm on chapter two. I'm not too yeah. far into that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that far in myself. But yeah, that's that's been a fun experience as well. Uh, amazing. Speaking of soundtracks, amazing soundtrack, but it's all pretty much licensed music. So. I was going to say, yeah, we couldn't play that. <laughs> no, it's pretty much Twisted Sister and all the music that we love that we'll be playing on our new show when it does debut which will be great. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And then my last pick from that block, we're actually still in this year, still on the switch. We're actually going with new Pokemon snap. snap. This is the music to Florio national park, which is the first route that you come to in the game. That's what I'm saying. Like it's technically not a, I guess it's a level, right? But it's the same thing. This is a, this is the first area, but I am so happy with this track, man. I was so happy when I heard it in the game. It has such classic Pokemon vibes, but still calls back to the original Pokemon Snap so well. And I actually, I need to go back and play more Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap. I only made it to like the third route. And then again, that's the stopped. That's just what I tend to do. I, I, I move on to the next game that's new and then never go back to something that, you know, is old and it's not even old. But this is how I operate. I don't know. I'm weird. If I don't finish it right away, I tend not to go back. <laughs> so are you uh, are you legendary hunting in Pokemon Snap? I say I'm not that far. <laughs> well, I think you could do that in any of the routes. Like there's hidden Pokemon and legendary Pokemon that you can just find. Like you just have to know. I guess there might be 
I think I think you need certain things and certain conditions to make Tr- it happen. Like treats or tricks or whatever that you could use to to lure them out. I don't remember exactly what Kyle was was talking about when we talked about this for max level. It's, it's actually been quite some time since this one came out earlier this year. But yeah, man, there's there's a lot of content in here, and they even added a ton of stuff after the fact too. And that's that's great because you can do that with Pokemon. You have what like almost a thousand Pokemon now? No, if not more, I don't know. I don't know how many there are. Don't you have them all? Isn't your Pokédex full? I'm missing a couple of, like, random uh, event-only legendaries, like uh, Volcanion or something like that, or... So, so far, you have Let's... For, for Switch, speaking, you have Let's Go Pikachu. I have Let's Go Eevee. Not finished it. You have Pokémon Shield. Yes. I have Pokémon Sword. Not finished it. You're getting Brilliant Diamond? And you're getting Shining Pearl, right? And I'm getting Shining Pearl, and I'll probably never finish it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we get different versions. You, I don't know why we do. It doesn't we matter. Never, we never sync up the trade. I end up having it doesn't play, matter. I end it up literally doesn't G- matter. I have to do the GTS game where where I freaking trade away random shinies yeah. to get what I need. I feel I feel so bad. It literally doesn't matter. And then Kyle and Sean usually get different versions as well so that the four of us all have different and it, it doesn't matter none of us ever link up like it's so stupid but I love We're these dumb. games I, really I love these games too and I love this track man like I said it's just it's so classic Pokemon in the way that it was done and it has a lot of decent callbacks to the original Pokemon Snap oh man I love it it's a great piece of music and this was composed entirely I believe by Hiroki Hashimoto which is pretty cool so I will be returning to new Pokemon Snap at some point here soon. I, I've actually been getting the itch to play this game, so I likely will jump back into it. It, it. it really is one of the perfect games you could just pick up and play anytime, too. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get into. So uh, let's go to another block of music here that I'm actually pretty excited about because I this am- is This is about 11 minutes of just pure perfection. You're welcome. I'm excited. Let's jump into this. Here we go. We'll be right back. You're listening to Stage 1-1 from Guilty Gear Judgment, released September 5th, 2006, composed by Daisuke Ishibatari.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Level One City from Neon Drive, released May 12th, 2016, composed by Pingus. You're listening to Cosmic Decay from Valfaris, released October 10th, 2019, composed by Kurt Victor Bryant.
in. We got stage one from Guilty Gear Judgment. Oh my god, this just rocks, dude. I love it. Can't go I wrong with Guilty Gear. Though. I, I, really I, say, I, I could have picked any Guilty Gear and hit a home run, to be honest. All the Guilty Gear games have such a strong soundtrack. Even the, uh, what was it? Was it Guilty Gear Strive? Is that the one that came out earlier this year? Yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. Dude, that soundtrack is freaking banging as well. The Guilty Gear games always have great music. They really do. And these are the typical games. You always have a stage 1-1 one, one in a Guilty Gear. They, they, they follow that, that whole shebang. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one was more of a like mix between a fighting game and a beat-em-up, though. A lot of the, the more recent Guilty Gears have been straight fighters. But even still, I mean, you have stages that you play on first in that one, and I know you can make, an, ar- sure you can I make had, an argument. I, I know I had this on PSP. There's no way fans are about to die. Well, you could even, I guess, theoretically make an argument that, like, okay, take Street Fighter 2. You come across Dulcim first. I mean... Chun-Li a second, you 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 were kind of, you know, you had okay. mentioned Chun-Li. Uh, you could make an argument that Dulcim's stage would theoretically be stage one music, right? <laughs> I mean, that's an argument to be made kind because of? he's the first one you come across. What's the first stage you fight on in, is there a set stage you fight on in Mortal Kombat 2? No. I don't no, know that no. there is. It's just no, random, it's, huh? it's totally randomized. Yeah, the exception are random. There's no... Your top three matches. Right, yeah, damn, you couldn't you couldn't make an argument there, but I think a lot of fighting games, you could make an argument that the character you come across first, if it's set in stone, would be a stage one theme. I didn't even, I didn't even walk down that route, you know, I tried to keep it purest, but we, could, we definitely yeah. could have did that. Hey, you definitely could have done that, but yeah, dude, this rocks, the guitar in this track is just so freaking well done. Um, Desugeji Watari just kills it, man, absolutely kills it, incredible, incredible on that guitar, so, well done. I... Love your middle track there, though. I'm not even familiar with this game. I had to look it up while we were listening to it. Neon Drive, totally my jam, totally my vibe. Released back in 2016, five years ago. It is like this slick, oh man, top down at times? I think there's there's elements of it that are top down, but elements of it that seem like they're not side-scrolling, but racing almost. There's There's a lot of different gameplay mechanics here. It just seems like a lot of things thrown together. But I love every element. There's even like Star Fox elements at some point in some of these screenshots. Like it looks like you're flying through things. This is really freaking cool, dude. This may have been the favorite one that I picked out, except for what I decided to close out with. Um, but oh my gosh, just pure synth goodness. Yeah, I am not familiar with this game at all. We did uh, the soundtrack was. Do you do you still have it pulled up? It's composed by Pengus. Pengus, good old Pengus. <laughs> Oh man, what a don't what Google, a track. Don't, don't, don't Google that word. Pengus, why? What, what happens if you do? Don't, don't, don't Google it. It's not good. It, Google Blue Waffle instead. No, don't do that. Don't tell them to do that. No, that's even worse. That's no, even worse. Pengus in our dictionary says it, it's uh, some. It's when a man's genitalia doesn't clear his uh, scrot. <laughs> Tink, tinky, tinky Winky, one of the Teletubbies. Man, there there are like. Okay, so I'm watching a video of for this game on Steam. There are a lot of gameplay mechanics in this game. I don't know that this game knows what it wants to be. There are... 
Just like 1980X. Like, exactly. Exactly. So there's elements that, you know, you're racing and dodging things to like the beat of the music. There are asteroid like elements, like literally shooting things as they fall from the top of the sky in the, the spaceship. There's elements like Star Fox where you're flying around through rings and stuff. Like, I don't know that this game really knows what it wants to be, but I love the aesthetic and I love the vibe. I love everything about it, dude. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> Nice pick. And I, and I might have to check this game out. I might have to look this into this now because I'm not even familiar with this game. So, cool pick. I am familiar, however, with your last pick. I've not heard the... Tr well, I've totally heard the track. But um, Valfaris is a game that I put several hours into. I didn't remember that this was stage one. And I probably wouldn't have remembered about this game for this episode. I never finished it. But what I did play of Valfaris back in the day, I really enjoyed. Back in the day, it's only a few years ago, isn't it? Uh, three? Four? The original? There's a second one coming out soon. Um, 2018 or 2019, I think, is when it initially released, so... Uh, that one's going to be called Val Even Furthest. Val Even Furthest. No, there, there's going to be a Valfaris 2. I think it comes out... Mm, next year? Oh, it's not even called Valfaris. It's called Valfaris Mechatherion. But we had the announcement trailer earlier this summer. Um... This was actually composed by the former guitarist for Celtic Frost, Kurt Victor Bryant. How cool is that? It's badass, man. This is a cool track. I had to get the metal up in here. You know that. That's what I do. And Valfaris, have you played Valfaris? I have not, but I looked at like a decent amount of screenshots. And everything I about you everything, would love it, dude. Everything about it screams, Frank, why haven't you played this game yet? Yeah, th this is a this is an absolute game for you. I mean, there there's a lot and, of and, and I, I see it's on it's on Switch, so I can totally pick this up. Yeah, and there's a lot of elements of, you know, even though it is a 2D action side scrolling type of an adventure, there's a lot of elements of Doom here, and I and I think that's even in the soundtrack too. Like, you he's channeling Mick Gordon here for this one, <laughs> especially with those drums. Oh God, yes. Those drums are so vicious. Oh, man, when they kick in at the end there, toward the end, it was toward the end, not at the end, but when they come back in with full force toward the end, I was freaking in heaven, man. This is such a good pick. Well done. Thank well you, thank done. But uh, we still have one more block to go on this episode, talking about level one, stage one music. I have three more to go. Frank has a closeout pick. Let's check these three out, and then we'll be right back to close this episode out. You're listening to Return of the Jedi from Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi, released June 22nd, 1994, composed by Paul Webb. Thank you. 
you're listening to Training from Glover, released November 16th, 1998, composed by Rob Lord, Paul Weir, and Mark Bandola. You're listening to Ancient Lake from Diddy Kong Racing, released November 24th, 1997, composed by David Wise. Thank you. 
back in, we've got some John Williams goodness. Not really. This was actually composed by Paul Webb, but of course inspired. The basis for Talk Talk? No, not the basis for Talk Talk. And it's now or never. I ain't gonna... Bon Jovi? No, that's not who we're singing. We're never gonna sing Bon Jovi because Bon Jovi is trash. As everything from New Jersey. Bon Jovi is not trash. You shut your mouth, sir. He is one of the greatest human beings. I don't know if he actually one of the greatest human beings, but man, I love his music. You're not a fan of Bon Jovi. You and Kyle, what is wrong with you guys? Because we have taste, Brian. Maybe you don't have any taste. You like Talk Talk. Talk Talk is great, okay? <laughs> you know what else is great? Super Star Wars. It is. I can remember the first time I played this game. I was in the worst state of the Union. That would be Ohio. Um, playing this <laughs> at my cousin's house. I was such a big fan of Return of the Jedi on Super Nintendo, man. This is a game that I owned. I used to play this all the time. Uh, I, I'm still a big fan of Star Wars. Like... I like most Star Wars games in general. Me, I usually do too. I mean, there have I'm been. A, some... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not the biggest fan of the Battlefront games. Okay, I, I will say I, I skipped over those. I, but that's because I'm not a multiplayer guy. But generally, the single-player-driven Star Wars experiences, like my God, Jedi Fallen Order was so freaking good, dude. Um, I like that kind of stuff. And I like that Respawn is working on another, you know, Jedi Fallen Order game. I'm sad that Amy Henning never got to finish her Star Wars game that she was making on with Visceral Games before they killed that studio. Uh, man, I really like single-player Star Wars games. I loved the GameCube versions, Rogue uh, Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader. Oh, I thought those games yes. were so good. But I still need to go. I still need to see episode nine, dude. I've still not seen it. You can skip it. Is it. I mean, I know everyone said that, and that's the big reason why I haven't seen it yet. But I still need to sit down and watch it. I actually just was going through. I'm going to give you my spoiler free spoiler for that movie. Things just happen to fall into place. That's <laughs> there you go. That, that, uh, I didn't tell you anything that happens. Just everything just falls into place. It's a very convenient movie. And it breaks my heart. I was actually just going through uh, Disney Plus the other day. Actually, it was last night. And I was saving everything that I wanted to watch on my watch list. And I actually really want to, for the first time ever, I don't know why I want to do this right now at 35 years old, but I've never actually watched like a majority of the animated Disney movies from start to finish. Really? So, yeah, I've not seen most of them. I've seen bits and pieces of some of them and I've seen the full ones of I, the Lion King I've seen the full version of I've seen the full version of Aladdin um, I've seen the full version of obviously Nightmare Before Christmas Pinocchio Beauty and the Beast The Princess and the Frog The Black Cauldron nope. Nope. The Fox and the Hound Fox Robin and the Hound. Hood. Fox and the Hound. I can. Fox and the Hound. I've seen from start to finish. T Toy Stories um, one through four. Toy Story one only from start to finish. Brian, you have to watch Toy Story three. That one touched a brother's heart. I actually cried. See, there's a lot of Disney movies that I've not seen from start to finish. So I kinda want to go in chronological order from all the way back with so starting Snow with White. like Snow White, I think, and work my way up just with like the animated movies, not necessarily like. <laughs> It's cool. Bedknobs and broomsticks and shit like that. I, I love Bedknobs and broomsticks. Angela Lansbury really? is a national treasure. Absolutely. Is that is that actually a good movie? I've not seen it. It's a really good movie. Angela Lansbury is amazing. I haven't She's seen it. The, she, she also plays as, she also plays Mrs. Potts uh, in Beauty and the Beast. 
the whole point of me saying this is that I, I actually got around to putting Star Wars on the watch list and I put so much stuff on the watch list that I went in there and I couldn't even load it all, dude. <laughs> like I got to the like it. Oh, so I went and did all the movies and then all of the shows like the TV series is second. So there weren't that many TV series that I saved, but scrolling through the watch list, my watch list stops at Onward. So that means it gets to the O's of the movies. Ooh, that was another good movie. I think I've I, I've seen most of the Disney animated movies. I've not seen most of them, and it's always been a critique. Like anybody that I talk to, um, is always usually pretty surprised that I've not seen there's, a majority there, there, of the there's Disney a, movies. There's a, there's a few stinkers in there that you could skip. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Atlantis. I likely won't skip them though. Like I kind of want to at least say that I've seen them because I've not seen most of them. So. I don't again. I don't know why I want to do that now. Probably just because I'm so bored, with nothing to do, and you know, drifting away, life passing me by. May as well watch some Disney. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll make me happy. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? It is the happiest place on earth. It can work. It's it's a good story. Well, I don't know that Disney Plus is the happiest place on earth because you watch Disney Plus here, and I don't know that here is the happiest place on earth. No, uh, there's nothing happy about Ohio. It's snowing outside right now, dude. There you go. Terrible. Disneyland or Disney World, though, maybe, maybe the happiest place on earth, but probably for kids, not necessarily adults. <laughs> it's more popular with adults than it is with kids, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. I love going there. You know what else I love? Glover. What a weird game. What a weird game. Did you ever play Glover on the N64? I have not played Glover on N64. My favorite Glover is Danny. He's getting too old for this shit. Danny Glover is getting old. Oh, Don- but... Don- Donald-, Donald Glover's pretty good, too. Childish Gambino. <laughs> I remember seeing the cover for Glover in Toys R Us after shortly thereafter the game came out in November of 98. So it was like two years into the Nintendo 64's life cycle. And this was a weird game that you play as a glove. And is I had like Rystar? Is it like Rystar? That's the that's the impression I always got from it. Um I mean it is a platforming game. And you kind of go through portals to get to the individual worlds, but that's probably the extent of the similarities, maybe? Um, I just remember seeing this game in Toys R Us. My mom got it for me for Christmas, that because it came out in November. I got it for Christmas, and I can't remember. It must have been during Christmas, either Christmas vacation that year, or maybe I got sick or something at some point. I just remember, I think I remember, God, I don't know. I'm fairly certain I was home from school. I remember sitting in my, you know, those old video game rocking chairs we all used to have back in the day. Oh, hell they yeah. Leather. They still sell them, but they're not nearly as popular as they used the to be. The ones they have nowadays have built-in Bluetooth surround sound. I know, but I, I just liked my generic, basic leather chair that I had. I loved the crap out of that thing, man. My grandma got it for me one Christmas. I cherished that. When it broke, I was so sad because it was so comfortable. Ah, man, I miss that chair so much. I still wish I could get like a a modern version of that chair that was as comfortable because the newer ones, I don't feel as are as comfortable. I don't think they are. So Um, Glover was a game that I just distinctly remember staying home from school and finishing when I was sick, I, I, I had to have been sick because I remember being sick when I played this game and they were actually going to make a sequel to this and they never got around to it. It didn't do well, um, but I always got a kick out of this game. And for a while, I thought it was rather like challenging, 
but it's actually stupid easy once you realize what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even a long game. It can be finished in just a couple hours. Um, what a what a crazy game, though. And, I, I and, 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 now he, and now he lives on as the ult, one of the ultimate bosses at Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, Master Hand. He is in there. Um, that's not really him, though. I'm surprised we've never played anything from this game because it is something that I still own. I actually was telling you before we sat down to record this episode, I still had two picks that I needed to uh, to submit for this episode, and I wanted it to be something you, that I had, would you, you know, was it, was it, physically... I was like, did you peek the shelf? It's like, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I literally went in the, in the storage room down here. I have the old laundry basket that has all of my SNES and N64 cartridges in it. So I just sat down and started shifting through it and trying to remember, like, which ones had good stage one music. And I wouldn't say this is the best, right? Like, it's the training music and it's the first area that you go to. So again, being a little lenient in what is stage one and what isn't, there aren't really stage one, stage two type thing. And there's, you go to, oh man, I think it's, it's Atlantis maybe, I think in, in the first technical world, but then there's like a stage one in Atlantis and a stage two in Atlantis. And then you go to a different world and then there's a stage one there and a stage. So, you know what I mean? There's multiple stage ones, but this is the first area where you learn how to do all your moves. You learn everything about the game and it's theoretically the first stage in my opinion. And this is the music that plays there and it's just called trading for whatever reason. So I don't know why, but I enjoyed this little stupid game and I would actually probably play a sequel if they ever got around to putting it back out because again, they were going to do Glover 2 and then it just got canned. <laughs> Let's get that one kickstarted. That'd be awesome. And then my last track there we heard as we came back in and our final track before we get to our closeout. I wanted to play something from Mario Kart, but we've picked all of the Mario Kart opening tracks clean. However, we did not play the first track that you race on in Diddy Kong Racing, which just happens to be Ancient Lake. So that's where that comes from. Obviously, we got a David Wise track on here. That's a great submission. Never can go wrong with David Wise. And just listening to this dude, watching the long play that I did to uh, to remember, because I didn't remember that Ancient Lake was the first stage in Diddy Kong Racing. I actually had to check to see what the first stage was. It's been so long since I've played through this game from start to finish. I really wish that Microsoft would fund a new Diddy Kong Racing because they probably couldn't call it Diddy Kong Racing, right? It wouldn't be called Diddy There's Kong a, Racing. I mean... The, the world's turned upside down. There's, there's working relations with, you know, Microsoft and Sony, for Christ's sakes. God of War is coming on Xbox. No, it's not. God of War is coming on PC. Okay. Xbox. That's going to happen. That's not Xbox. That's Game not Pop. Xbox. Game Pass. <laughs> no, not happening. It's coming to Steam. <laughs> it's not it's, coming it's, to it's, Xbox. It's going to happen. <laughs> not give it, a, give it Give it six more weeks. They are doing partnerships between Microsoft and Nintendo, though. So, theoretically, they could maybe let them do Diddy Kong, but I have a feeling that they could get away with doing like a rare racing game like just using all the characters that rare has created throughout the years and and doing something similar i think it'd be a massive hit and microsoft doesn't have a good kart racer on their platform they have a good racer they have forza Forza's the best of the best dude if you, if you don't get master chief in a warthog you, can you, you imagine? Can you imagine? But that's that's 
list of possibilities. Like, that's so cool. And I think it would do really well, especially if it was done in the style of Diddy Kong Racing. Brian, you have piqued my interest. I, I, I want this to happen. I've been talking about this for years. I've been predicting it on our podcasts for years. You have, you have actually. Like, it, it, it's, it. it's, I've been pitching this idea for years because it's something that Microsoft is sorely lacking. And I can't believe nobody's heard it yet to bring it up to somebody that matters. Phil, Spencer, come on. Why aren't you listening to PG Mania? Yeah, yeah. Gold not, mines not, in here. Everybody can Gold knock mines. it off. Everybody can knock it off with the Smash Brothers clones. And let's get some 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 good kart racers back. Okay. Well, we have um Although we, we have that Nick to- we have well we have Nick Tunes, uh that kart racing game that came out before the Nick Tunes Smash we had, clone. We had the Sony Brawl. We had, yeah, but you're talking about Smash clones. I'm talking about Heart Racing clones. Oh, you're right. We have Crash, which just came out with the Nitro refueled. And then there's that one that was just on the uh, State of Play. Like, it, it, it's like a stupid-looking kart racing game. I forget what it's called, but it was on that state of play, like, two weeks ago. It didn't look that exciting, though. We need another good one. I mean, Mario Kart can't be the only strong contender out there. And, I mean, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, is getting old, man. That game came out in 2017 when the Switch did. So, either Mario Kart more, 9... We need Mortal Kart Bat. Mortal Kart Bat. Either Mario Kart 9 is knocking on the door, and we're going to get it, like, soon... Or there's room for somebody to step in and put out a good kart racing right now. Microsoft could do it. They wish they would. And I would love it. I want another one that's in this style. Because Diddy Kong Racing was always not just a kart racer. You were able to drive around this hub world much like you can in Crash Team Racing and explore before you go into like the actual races. It was such a cool concept, dude. It was such a cool concept. I loved that game. I really did. I really did. Unfortunately, that was my last pick. You have our closeout, as always. Okay, so yeah. I picked stage one from... Please, I'm going to butcher this one. Here we go. Dodonpaki Saidojou. Something like that. Uh, Dodonpaki Saidojou. Which is a uh, Japanese bullet hell. Um, shoot em up. Uh, which is com- composed, you're like this, by Bonubu Namiki, who is... Uh, th- th- he founded a group called Base Escape with... Hitoshi Sakamoto and Masahiro Iwata. Yeah, how cool is that, dude? I mean, and they, they just they, they they rock it out in the chiptune scene right now. Obviously, he's the, uh, Mas- Masahiro Iwata and Hitoshi Sakamoto making a name for themselves in the uh, the JRPG scene specifically with Square Enix there for a bit. Dude, they're responsible for some of the best Final Fantasy movies. Absolutely. Uh, and and, uh, and now he's actually the sound director for M2. That's super cool. So, you know, it's he, he's still out there. He's doing his thing. You know, now he's, you know, he's t- taking the, the manager role, so to speak. Right. Uh, but I love this track, man. This is just such a banger. This is a really good track, and it makes me sad. I was actually looking into this game because when you told me that it was a bullet hell, I love bullet hells. Like... I am always a fan of generally anything that Housemark puts out, and Housemark specializes in bullet hells. So telling me that it's that, it makes me sad that the game never fully released here in North America. They did put out a worldwide cabinet under EXA label in the arcades last year, but I'll never find that anywhere, dude. Like, 
I'm sure that that's obscure and probably so rare to find that cabinet. Brian, we're going to find it next time. You and I are going to go to MAGFest eventually and we'll find it there. We'll play it. I wonder if, I wonder how we would even find out if what, like what arcade in, is there any arcade in the U S arcade? Let's see. Is there like an arcade search? No, of course there isn't. Why would there be? That should be another be service a, that we should get uh, going there. That'd be a that'd cool be, app. That'd be crazy, right? Like, search to find out what arcades in the U.S. have what cabinets and that kind of stuff. That'd, um, be, a da- that'd be a damn good app. I mean, there's actually an app to tell you where food trucks are, so why not one for arcades? Oh, man. Are we sitting on an idea? Should we Should we turn it into something? <laughs> Let's just abandon BG Mania, abandon RPG era. We're going to make the app money. We're going to go make app money now. We're going to go figure out how to... F- Put a network of arcades together. Yeah, I can't find anything. Just uh, it says Dodonpaki Sai Daiojo will return to arcades with new elements, but that's all it says. I think, man, I don't even know if we have any in the U.S. that has this cabinet. That's unfortunate. I would love to play this game though. It looks like it released on the 360 over in Japan. Um, it's unfortunate. This looks like a fun game, and the track is a great closeout pick. I love this track. I did myself this episode. You're welcome again. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is a nice oh, jam. You, you guys will you, enjoy it. I fed you know, Frank is humble. Frank is humble. Yeah. <laughs> and it's th- it's uh, November now. Good time to be humble. Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple weeks. Oh, are we going to do the turkey episode this year? Are we doing a turkey episode? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think, you know, it may be something special because the uh, radio hour is the day before Thanksgiving this year. So... Maybe, uh, I mean, generally there's always an episode before Thanksgiving anyway, because that's what happens. Thanksgiving is always on Thursday. We post on Wednesdays. But uh, I think this might be the first November in a while where there's only four Wednesdays. Maybe. I'd have to look. I don't remember. But maybe we'll have some turkey goodness on Radio Hour this month. That's a good idea. I'm excited for turkey. I'm excited for this month. I'm excited the, the, for the, the holidays. The theme for Radio Hour this year is going to be turkey inside dishes. Turkey inside so. dishes. <laughs> All right, man. I think that's about going to do it for our stage one, a level one episode. Unless you have anything else to say before we get on out of here. I think we said it all. I can't wait to do stage one, level two, coming down the, the line one of these days. Ooh, what about just stage two, level two? Why would we do stage one, level two? That doesn't make any we're, sense. We're going to do them all. Stage one, level three, stage one, level four. <laughs> no. That's unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to our brand new Patreon where we need your support now more than ever. Remember, we have a bonus episode up, Rainbow Billy, The Curse of Leviathan. You get exclusive access to the Sunday Smoke Sesh every Sunday where I make a mess of myself and it's just a lot of fun. Again, check that description box. We need your help. While you're browsing that description box, there's also going to be a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, interact with us. Join our Discord community. It'll be a lot of fun. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Ron, which is the stage one theme from Doranpaki Saidaiojo. This released in Japan April 20th, 2012 in the arcades. And again, as Frank said, it was composed by Manabo Namiki. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.